Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again to We're Talking Shift, the podcast where we talk a lot of shift because when we feel stuck, if it's time to level up, rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship, basically any kind of meaningful, effective change in our lives, the first thing we have to do is shift our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I have a little request. It would mean so very much to me if you would take a quick minute to rate this podcast and write a review. It helps me out a lot. And in exchange, I will send you a copy of my ebook, The Food Print Plan. All you have to do is take a screenshot of the review that you post on iTunes, send it to me through social media, direct message, email, whatever, you can find me. And then I will send you the ebook. The Food Print Plan helps you create your personal blueprint of a healthier eating lifestyle. It's 20 bucks, but it's my gift to you when you leave me a rating and a review. Thank you. Now, on to today's show. One of my frequent and favorite guests, Dr. Tommy John, is Joining us again today, Dr. Tommy specializes in sports performance and rehabilitation, and he is also a doctor of chiropractic. Like myself, he's all about health and healing, which is why I love having him on. He is always, always full of excellent health shifts to share. So let's jump on in. Welcome back, Dr. Tommy. I appreciate it. I love, love, love jamming with you. Sweet. So, my friend, how is the uh, how's the quarantine and the pandemic treating you? It's it's good. I'm trying to keep my sanity and try to um, try to keep everybody else just open minded and to continuously keep questioning and and try to stay healthy when things mm-hmm. might not seem so healthy. So that's my my call. My call because I could very easily my lifestyle hasn't really changed much. My office is still still going. I'm not a real social person and I don't really frequent places that are crowded. I don't have kids. I don't have so selfishly. I could look and be like, wow, my life really hasn't changed, but I can't, I can't do that. I got to look at what other, how others are being affected for sure. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. Our lifestyles Mm -hmm. haven't changed really. The only thing that's changed is maybe once a week we would go out for dinner. Right. Other than right. that, you know, my right. husband works from home. I work from home. We don't have kids at home anymore. They're grown and on their right. own. Um, although, you know, a bonus has been our daughter who um, lives in Marina Del Rey. Um, she yeah. uh, she came here and she's been hanging out with us through this whole lockdown thing. So we've had all of this fabulous quality time together, which has been wonderful. But but yeah, like you, we're trying to be sensitive to, you know, everybody's um, different situations mm-hmm. and um, fears and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, just the quality of other people's lives have changed a lot. And we're just very blessed and grateful that uh, we're kind of not really doing much of anything differently. But right. uh, yeah, but you know, this is a really good time, you know, in light of what's going on. It's always a good time, I think, to remind people about, you know, health things, health tips and advice and all that good stuff, but especially now. So I thought it would be fun to uh, have you on and let's talk about your, what you refer to as the eight essentials to health. We can break those down and give people just, you know, some, maybe some fresh, uh, fresh information they may not have heard or some good reminders.
reminders and just keep everybody's spirits up and, you know, keep them moving in the right healthy direction. For sure. And this is actually, when you reached out, I was pumped because it's my favorite topic. Um, nice. Because it doesn't matter who the, it doesn't matter who the person coming in is. We all need to take an inventory of these eight. Like these eight are things that are in our power. There's a lot we can't control for sure. Yeah. We surf the, the waves of life, right? But you can still control, you know, what kind of board you have, how your ability to ride waves, like, like mm-hmm. you can control more than you think you can. And then you just kind of ride it out and we, we figure it out, but you acknowledge what you can control and what you can't. Everything I'm about to say is within your hands, which technically it's like with epigenetics and everything else, it's, mm-hmm. it's coming up close to like a hundred percent of your health can kind of be in your hands, so to speak, unless yes. a meteor hits you or a car hits you, you know what I mean? Some, yes. some kind of unprovoked something like there. Um, but I love this topic because none of us are immune to, to not being able to see these things face, face on. And so I just want to give a brief, brief background as to where I got these from. Because again, I'm just recycling. I've created nothing. I'm recycling everything <laughs> from before, right? Yeah, um, yeah. These are, these are principles. Like I didn't invent the sun. I didn't invent eating. I didn't breathing. invent moving. He didn't invent know. breathing, Dr. Tommy. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I was the one. I thought about calling it something else, but this girl I was dating before, she's like, right. call it breathing. I'm like, you're right. All right. So, um, but I, what I was coming, I'm fascinated by like radical remission stories or mm-hmm. these healing stories where people kind of think are an impossibility, right? Yeah. In some, yeah. some areas of the world or some corners of the globe would call it miracles or you're just very lucky. Can millions of us be lucky? Like it's repeatable. God, I wonder if there's something to this. And so when you, when you dive into some of those, those radical healing stories of healing and some of the the forefathers or some of the people leading, leading the charge, way more intelligent than me, way more experienced than me. As I dive into their material, it came down to these eight. I was like, it really comes down to these eight. And if we don't stray far too off, off this beam, we're going to be sitting pretty good. If, and again, as you know, I'm all about trying to simplify everything, mm-hmm. keep everything as simple as possible because it's so easy to complicate it. Let the body comp- make, do the complicated parts. Science is still trying to catch up to what the brain's been doing for, for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, totally. You don't necessarily, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world to, to tap into what we're talking about. It's, it's in you. It's, it's free. And I love that in, in health. It, it's you. You got it. So yeah. the first Good. one, I'll just, I'll just list them and then we'll go into them. So the first okay. one, a belief, a belief in something greater than yourself. Done. Like whatever that is, done. Number two, purpose. Number three, relationships. Number four, sleep and naps. Make sure we throw naps in there. Number five, breath and meditation or prayer, like in those three. Number six, sun exposure or natural light. Number seven, nourishment. Number eight, movement. And all of those, and I've, I've sat and I've looked at this list and I take inventories on my own. I address all of these every single day. I try to see what what's needs improvement, where am I lacking, what, where am I excessively going over the top in, and, and how do I keep improving myself? Mm-hmm. And these are in order of importance, I believe. It might vary person to person. This is just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll notice like that list, 
there's some like people have, and this is the experience. People have seven and eight almost locked in. They know how to eat or they've heard how to eat or they've been on some sort of plan and they have some sort of exercise regimen. Like those two, everyone's not foreign of whether they do it or not. I don't know, but yeah, but they know but they're aware they're, of it. But right. They're aware of it. Right. I, I know I got to eat well and I know I got to exercise. Yeah. But every time I talk to somebody who's either healed from breast cancer or had some, some really great story or they're, they're older. And I believe we touched upon this, um, in a previous podcast, like they're in their nineties, well into life. Every mm-hmm. time I ask them, Hey, what's the secrets? You know, what do you got? They never say seven or eight. They never talk about their nutrition plan. They never talk about their exercise. And I'm like, that's, that's so interesting. I keep hearing that, but they always mention one, two, three, one, two, and three are like the king, 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 your spirits, your, your belief in something greater, your purpose, and then the relationships you keep. And like those three are so huge yeah. to the people that I've experienced with or the, or the things that I've come across. They're also maybe the toughest, you know, it's kind of easy. Well, if I follow a meal plan or I do my ex, my sets and my reps, but what, you want me to cut out an energy vampire relationship or you want me to get yeah. out of a toxic, oh my gosh, this is so hard, you know, yeah, then definitely exactly. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it's easy. Um, it's well, simple, and there's but not, it's not there's easy. not like one template that works for everybody. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's some pretty fundamental basics when it comes to nutrition, what you should try to do for the most part and try not to do for the most part. Right. And, and those things are going to work for most people. But when it comes to these other things, relationships, like you said, you know, your purpose, your, your belief yeah. in something greater than yourself, there's, there's not a, there's not a template. There's, it's very fluid. It's going to be different for everyone. That's what's so great. You just said right there and you hit it on the head. Allopathic medicine, meaning um, Mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals, you know, exactly. Um, They try to one size fit fit all. So you're a diagnosis and they try to put everybody on the same. It's one size fits all. You're this label. We're going to throw you in this according to this test. Is it working? And most of the time it doesn't. Well, there's still not one size fits all in, in holistic, in the natural side. Where yep. this list, it becomes your fingerprint. And our fingerprints are different for everybody. And this list is always changing. It's always, always a river. Every time you look at a river, it's constantly different. You never want to get stuck. That's your whole thing with this let's talk shift, yep. right? Like yep. you yep. never want to be stuck. There's chiropractic, like some of the purest forms of chiropractic are, are it's called upper cervical chiropractic. And they do what's called pattern work, where they'll scan the temperature of the spine of the neck. And they have a program and it looks like a wavy line. Okay. And when they scan, they establish this on day one, they break your scans up. They do one scan, wait 30 minutes, one scan, wait 30 minutes, one scan, wait 30 minutes. And you're in like a controlled temperature set room. It's calm. And they establish what's called your pattern. Hmm. If that line looks the same as you come in and you get analyzed, it means you're stuck. If hmm. you're stuck in pattern and your neurology is stuck, you want to see change all the time. And everyone's like, what should the line look like? We don't know. It, it totally varies person to person. So again, it couldn't be more true. Principled chiropractic, the eight essentials, your whole mission with this podcast, mm-hmm. your ebook, like whatever you've got, right? It's right. always trying to invoke change, just trying not to be stagnant. And so that's so huge to understand that this eight, because I've had people follow these eight and they're like, I, and they do the check the box format, uh-huh. right? Right. They check the box and they're like, I'm not a, 
I'm not healthy. I'm not happier. What the hell? It's like, <laughs> wait a second. You know, like lies, all oh, lies. <laughs> exactly. It's like the 10,000 reps to become a master. It's that whole thing that we'll know it's, it's intention with feedback during the reps to mastery. And it, it, yeah. it's trying to, and I need people to establish this, these eight, you have to find ways to link these eight. It's not a list. It's a circular, it's a circular pattern where yeah. one affects eight and eight affects two and two affects seven. And they all link together quantum style. And right. so that's right. what we want to look at. So, yeah. um, but that's like, right. So into, we want to be able to help people integrate all of these aspects into their life, but understand that they're going to, they're going to, uh, hopefully they're going to change as your life and your circumstances, your environment changes. You need to be willing to alter things and change them as needed. Completely. And the body will let us know that. Yes. And like they're, they're like, well, do you, you know, the, the unsuccessful ones who put in the work, they're like, I did this, 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 and I'm not better. I know. But what you got to do, and they're like, you, you're telling me you do this? Now, it's hard. I, I'm not saying it comes easy to me. It's simple, but it's very, very difficult because everything's antagonizing this. It's, it's, it's earned through the challenge. The, the nature's growth is through the demand. It, it's through the, the resistance. It's hard. Right. But mm -hmm. I'll literally will, will be eating meals. Am I thinking about spirituality? Not, I mean, kind of. I'm thinking about how this force inside me is digesting this amazing food and putting it to places where it needs to go. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to connect there and like, wow, I might be breaking bread with somebody that I value, that I cleaned up in my relationships. Because yeah. I'm not going to sit across the table for somebody I don't, you know, right. I don't enjoy, yeah. like, yeah. you know, or I hope not. Not on purpose. And so, <laughs> right. And maybe we'll eat outside and there's natural light or maybe, you know what I mean? Like we'll, right. we'll breathe a little bit. We'll calm down and we'll take our time with this meal. And it might be an hour and a half dinner instead of a 27 minute dinner, turn over the table, move on to the next thing, mm -hmm. you know, or, or eat standing up, which is fine. But, but for the most part, eating is supposed to be a calm. So again, I'm trying to integrate all that around every single time you do something, you're thinking about these eight all the time. Mm -hmm. You memorize the list, you go ahead. And I, I really want people to take an inventory to write down and get very intimate with yourself, get very specific, get very open and vulnerable and write out what is spirituality to you? Like, what do you believe? What is greater mm -hmm. than you? And it yeah. might be religion, right? It might be religion you were raised in. It might be something you're involved in not to mm -hmm. pick apart anything. It's just, it's whatever it is to you. It's so individual, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And it could be. It. You, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could be nature. Some people's spirituality is is nature. I mean, it, it it some people's spirituality is is being in you know in completely in the flow of a creative experience or a creative mode. So I agree with mm -hmm. you. You know, but but it's got to be. It, it doesn't have to be. But I think. But the people that I know that I've worked with, yeah. um, the ones that struggle the most mm -hmm. and have the hardest time finding that place of contentment or some their version of happiness they don't mm -hmm. they cannot connect they haven't been able to find that belief in something greater than themselves and they're the ones that struggle the most they don't have that that um inner um force to lean into and to you know to tap into 
You know, it's interesting that you said that. I had a person reach out to me on Instagram who had just started following me with my posts and everything, and we connected. She's more science-y than me, but she's also my science girl. So if I need to back up something, I'm like, hey, you got anything on this? And mm -hmm. she's got it. Like, she's just, she's that, right? So yeah. just amazing person, lives in Pennsylvania. But she said, you know, do you think people that are woke, like woke, like the the, the slang term for connected, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. <laughs> She's like, do, you, do you think it's like people like us? Do you think we have to go through a, a spiritual moment to get like this? Like, have you had those moments? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And I've got a moment, you know, it could be my brother's death, but that wasn't even, it was like getting lost in the Canyonlands. It's a story mm -hmm. for another time. I mean, it's a, just mm -hmm. a trippy story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just further so, enhanced that whole thing. So I don't know. Like, it's interesting you said that, like the people that are struggling with it, Right. Did they have that event? You know, do we, do we have to go through that event to truly see that intelligence? You know what right. I mean? Or can we pick up the little nuances in our lives where it's always present? Right. I, you know, and again, it just depends on, I think it depends on what, what is a person with their level of consciousness, where they're mm -hmm. at, just that place. Um, what are they capable of grabbing onto that they can feel, okay, I know that this feels right for me. And that, that right. thing, that intangible, that, you know, that invisible, but omnipresent force it's, I mean, right. it's, it's there. There's nowhere that it isn't, but depending on, you know, how you were raised and how you were taught to think and mm -hmm. what you're open to you know, where your consciousness is at is going to determine, um, you know, what that is for you. And it doesn't really matter what it is, as long as it's something that you feel like, I know this is right for me. And I know that right. this belief or this faith or this, whatever it is works for me. And like I said, you know, we talked about earlier for some people, it might be church. It might be religion. It might be, um, a different version of spirituality. It might be, you know, nature, being out in nature is your spirituality, whatever it is. But I think, uh, yeah, you have such a much better opportunity. It feels like to, um, to thrive and to feel like you have, like there's meaning and you have a, a have a place and you belong when you have that extra something to feel like it supports you, that life force. Like, what is that? You know what I mean? And I guess we're kind of getting absolutely. way off here. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I don't know how you can't when you go down this, this line, right? Like, and I think one of the biggest things too, is what I found with people or, or just my research, like when I'm acknowledging that and, and I'm, I'm my, like, I'm, I feel closer to whatever that, that entity is, whatever that force is when I'm outside, like every time I'm, I'm out and it's nature and I'm looking at the moon or the waves or the pelican surfing the, the waves, or I, or I look at a little baby, like the intelligence inside a baby, like, oh my gosh, are mm -hmm. you kidding? My feeling is pure hum humility. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like I am such a not, like I'm not, I don't have power or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm an integrated player, but I'm such a part of this huge, like I feel so small in this amazingness that's so big that I don't feel alone or lost. Yeah. I feel like I'm a part of it all, right? Yeah, yeah, like you're con you are connected. 
and every totally. to everything. Right. And that, you know, what you just said is so important because that having that, whatever that is for you, it, mm-hmm. it's that thing that makes you feel like you're never alone, even when you're alone. And I think there's a lot of lonely, lonely people out there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think I'm a confirmed are... bachelor. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I know. Is this no, another? Is this another podcast too? <laughs> well, somebody's just like, "Hey, are you lonely?" I'm like, "No, I'm alone, but I'm definitely not lonely." You know, yeah. and I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I love sharing with so many different people in my practice, and I don't know. Um, yeah. But that that whole humility, and then how I can't be just grateful that I'm such a small speck of all of it. And I'm just straight up, thank you. Like, I don't know how we just don't just spill out. Thank you. Like, thank yeah. you just for this. For what? Yeah. The fact that I can see or, or I get a feel warmth on my skin or I feel a breeze or I taste food or I whatever, whatever. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I get it. I'm like that it, pretty much a daily, you know, every night as soon as I lay down and put my head on the pillow, turn the light off. And the first thing that I do is go like, God, thank you for this oh, just awesome day. And this, right? awesome, you know what I mean? Whatever. And it doesn't matter totally. even if it was a shitty day. It's still like, no, yeah, but I exactly. got to, I got to have a day. I got to have it, you know? So yeah, I think that belief in something greater, like you said, and how you being mindful, so mindful mm-hmm. of all of these things that seem like little things, but but they're everything. And I'm like you, you know, whether it's watching, watching the, uh, the sun come up or the moon rise or, you know, watching for shooting stars at night, watching the birds, the butterfly, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it sounds. I know people are like, wow, it kind of sounds like a Disney movie going on here, but it, you know, (laughs) but Hey, that's what lights me up. And I think recognizing that is so important because it doesn't really take much. It, it, it doesn't take much to make you happy if you can no. be in that spirit of of gratitude about everything that's going on and that you are aware enough to recognize it and just um, just be in it and be part of it. Totally. It just simplified and no attachment to anything and you, you're just literally content with the most simple thing. And I've yeah. got on that note where you said kind of people listening, I found those moments in the DMV or in a mall or in a, and like in the, in the day to day that everyone's going like, how, like, it's easy if you're in a forest and it's like, well, it's, it's so ingrained in me now that I would be with friends or whoever. And they're like, what are you noticing? And I'm like, do you see that, that the way that woman, um, you know, interacted with her daughter who it's like some small, fine detail amongst this noise. Mm-hmm. And I feel I'm most dialed in when I can go into those environments and I still see those things instead of, oh, my God, a line of 50 people. Yeah. I didn't study for my test. It's hot. What a nuisance. I got to go back. I have to work. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, no, totally. what's going on right now? And so you yeah. know, start to notice those small things, whether you're at online at, at Disney, you know, again, yeah. complaining about all these little things. Like, no, notice, notice the way that little girl is spinning around that pole. And see yep. how many times she does it and then see her try to get her brother's attention and then see him ignore her and then see yeah. them like just just observe it's all those yeah and it, <laughs> yeah because that when you're doing that you're you're practicing being completely present and yeah in the moment instead of you know worrying about the past or the future you're just right there right now that's it um, i love it you could do a whole podcast just on belief in something greater than yourself 
Yeah, I think um, we just did half an hour on it. So part two next week. And we got right? seven more. Right, right. Um, <laughs> okay, so we'll uh, we'll come back right. around to that another time. We I think we've covered it really well. So let's, uh, what's number two, <laughs> Dr. Tom? But that's what you'll notice, right? These first three are just like monsters. Okay, number yeah. two is yeah. purpose. And this, yeah. this is cool. I kind of want to get your your input. I love, I love people's insight on this because I like, I've had people, you have to have a reason of getting out of bed. You have to have a reason for your day. What's your reason? Why are you here? What are you, how are you going to be a part? And, and it's all everything before everything, every step that you're at is put is bring, integrating the one before. So based on your belief, right. Of, mm-hmm. of something bigger, what are you going to do today? honoring that power and trying to whatever. And, and here's where I got on some people. Mm-hmm. They've bottomed out so much. They've got so much struggle, so many layers. They're trying to, to untie these knots that are, they need support time. It, it's, it's hard. It's emotional. Yes. Maybe their purpose that day was just to get out of bed, shower and make a cup of coffee by themselves. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like done success. But all I did yeah. was shower, make a cup of coffee. But for you, that was huge. That was a leap forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of making yeah. it like this world record day where you made 20 contacts and you did a podcast and you sold three items and you, you know, we try to make these huge, mm-hmm. which that might be something for somebody. I don't, again, this is a personal fingerprint for each person, sure. but yeah, what I well, try to have is like a purpose, like a, like a short term middle and then long-term, right? Like what right. are, and how does that vary? You know? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. And I think again, um, you know, it's a, it's a different template for every person, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, the purpose is uh, to me, I tie a purpose in with, um, our need, our human psychological need for, um, for certainty of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, we crave certainty. We like to have that in our lives. And if you don't have any purpose, and like you said, whether it's just simply to get, get up and take care of yourself and feed yourself, mm-hmm. or, you know, if your purpose is to, you know, um, you know, go build houses, um, f- right. you know, for, for people that need housing, um, whatever it is, big or small, um, I feel like if you know, I, okay, this is my purpose for, right, maybe it's today, maybe it's for yep. my purpose for this year, maybe it's my purpose mm-hmm. for, you know, long term for my life. Um, and that gives us certainty that we that we have a direction to move in. So we have some sort of a, you know, a, a compass point, you know, okay, I'm going in this yeah. direction. Um, and it, it helps us to not feel like we're just sort of, you know, orbiting around aimlessly. So a a purpose of some sort is very important. And it also, um, it also supports the other psychological need, which is really more of a need, I think of our soul, uh, which is growth, because if you have a purpose, um, and, and that purpose is, you know, something that you are hungry to, to go after, to, to fulfill, it's going to cause you to grow. And as we know, we need to grow because if we're not growing, you know, we're, we're dying. So I feel like having a purpose, no matter how big or small, no matter what the meat, it's not about the meaning of the purpose. It's just, it's just what it means to you. And that 
in that moment in time. And it feeds those certain psychological needs. It, fe- it feeds our need for growth so that we feel like we have um, value and meaning. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel you, you said it, you hit the nail on the head because I get very automated. Another day comes, another day goes, another day comes, another day goes. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'll literally have to, this is for me, this, the number purpose and relationships are the two toughest for me because I have to keep reevaluating. Like, what am I doing? Is it, are you just trying to pay your bills? Am I trying to make X amount of dollars? Am mm-hmm. I trying to change the world and really change the world, TJ? Like, what are you doing up until you change the world? You know what I mean? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes my, my ideas are so huge. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I get into just like on Tuesday came, went, made dinner. Awesome. Watched some movies, had some amazing dreams, woke up the next day, rock. Like, wait, 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 wait. The whole week just went by and I didn't even acknowledge any of it. You know what I mean? What, uh-huh. what am I doing here? What, what am I doing? What is this bigness of this? Mm-hmm. And it's, for me personally, it's the, it's the, I, I used to in a previous, when I was doing my baseball lessons, when I was in Chicago, basically my Chicago life is very much about me. Um, I was very giving in my profession and with what I did, but it was like more, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, get more, buy more, yeah. do more, yeah. be more, that kind of person, right? And it's just yeah. this never-ending pit. And I think a that's a season pit. in our lives, though, that most of us go through a season in our right. lives where it's about kind of building and acquiring and consuming and building and acquiring and consuming. And that's sort of this phase we go through. Um, so I, I don't think you're unusual in that regard. Right. And I, what, what's cool is I just recently... Like I'm, I'm almost stripped of everything from that previous time. Like I've, I've sold off or I've given away or I'm, I'm done. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Like, and even people who, um, you know, touch base with me from that lifestyle, they're like, dude, like, who are you? And I'm like, <laughs> what? But you know, and, and it's not to attack anything. I'm like, I just, I am so not the person I was back then, not better worth, but don't we evolve? Don't we adapt? Don't we change? Isn't, Lori, like next time I talk to you, you've totally changed. You've gotten, mm-hmm. you, you lived, right? You, you haven't, yeah. you've, you've shifted. Yeah. Like, Shit, that's totally. the thing. <laughs> so yeah. what are you guys doing? And I'll put it on them. Like, guys, it's been 12 years. What the hell are you doing? Uh, what? <laughs> but, uh-huh. you know, they had two kids. They have a, a job. They're in some debt. <laughs> they have a mortgage. Right. They, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, again, I'm not, I'm not attacking them. I'm not anything, but they'll almost come at me like, wow, you're so different. But I see where they're coming from, where they're almost like, I wish I could do that. Or I wish I, I just don't even know where to start. You know, mm-hmm. they feel stuck, right? As you just yep. said, like they feel like they're locked in. And then yeah. I will never give, I, I try not to give unsolicited advice, but when you care about somebody, you want to try to you know, of course, (laughs) shake them. Right. And it's just like, well, I'll be here, but then they will confide. It'll be some of those relationships where they'll come in. And again, we're getting into number three with relationships, those Mm -hmm. people that either challenge you to be better or, you know, they have your back. They're your friggin' tribe. You can call upon them at any time. If things go to hell, we're going to the mountains with samurai swords and we are going to survive this. <laughs> I love it. Samurai <laughs> <So> swords. <laughs> that, well, I just ordered one. That's the thing. So I've been in love with Lori. You know what movie? Have you seen The Bodyguard? 
Uh, definitely. <laughs> Come on. Okay. It's like oh, one of the yeah. greatest soundtracks ever. Okay. So Kevin Costner yeah. in Houston. Great. Yeah. I just recently. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where he throws the scarf up and it breaks oh, yeah. over. It tears it's over like the same the, I'm like. One of the most yeah. memorable scenes in the movie. <laughs> exactly. So I, of course, I'm laying there and I'm like, you know what? I need a samurai sword. <laughs> so I'm not you kidding need. you. <laughs> you <need> I went... <laughs> and I have it like splurged on anything for myself. And I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of defense. And it, there's like tradition with it. And it kind of fits the vibe in my office. And I, oh. so I ordered one and it's taken a while. It's taken a while to ship, but it's, it's out of the country. So anyway, sure. um, okay. that's where that like reference really came Ill. from. There's total, <laughs> there's total <laughs> sense in that. Um, anyway, so okay. yeah, so purpose, I, I feel too, like it, it, it's bigger than myself. Right. And it's getting back to that spirituality. Like what is my purpose? Um, and not yeah, all the yeah. time, but it's always, it's always changing. That for me is the one that changes the most in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, I find myself doing a lot, the same thing that you do. I'll, I'll, I'll be clipping along. And then all of a sudden I, I stop and I go, what am I, I stop and I reevaluate. I go, what, wait, right. Right. What am I, what am I doing? What did I just do this whole week? What am I trying to do? Right. Why am I here? You know, I stop and I question exactly. and I have those moments. It's like a little speed bump. And then I, uh, and then I have to sit and, and really evaluate, um, things, reevaluate things. And which is, I yeah. think is good because otherwise you are, you're just kind of mindlessly going along and things are happening by default. So I think it's, I, it's uncomfortable, but I welcome it because it forces me to right. sit and make sure that I'm still heading in a direction I want to, I want to head in. And the, you know, the other thing before we move on real quick that I want to yeah. um, say about purpose for people, because I think sometimes people get so um, lost in the idea um, and fearful that they don't know what it is and they can't find it. And there's this fear that, that starts to take in or set in. And I, mm -hmm. I think that I like to remind people and, and I remind myself of this, um, when I have those little speed bump moments that really can your purpose just be as simple as I'm just to here to experience being a human and that, yeah. And, and it's just my five, I have five senses. Well, maybe we have six, maybe some of us don't use the six one much. I don't know, but we have our basic <laughs> human, right? Five senses. And maybe, can it be okay? And that's what I invite, you know, sometimes my clients that are getting a little twisted up in this, can it be okay for you to just understand or accept or be willing to consider that you're just here to experience and whatever you want to experience today is is fine. It's okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, a monumental mission. It just might right. be experiencing the most amazing cup of coffee that you've ever had. Right. That's it. Right. That's it. And it's good. It's all good. You know what I mean? And do no harm. That's it. So right. It's to be a good simple. person in that. And I that right there is so huge. And I feel like I've gotten there for myself, because I used to be that it's got to be these huge leaps. I have to make this monster change and do all this stuff now. And it's so things just slide off me. It's just, what'd you do today? I, I saw a sunrise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are, you, are you kidding me? I saw a sunrise and I helped six people in my office and I'm going to go home and pet a cat that's outside my house. I'm going to make a good meal. Like that, yeah. that that's pretty much it. And I'm, I'm completely fine with that, you know, for that exactly. period of time. Exactly. Um, and the next day you might feel like going a hundred miles an hour and that's okay right. too. Yeah. That's okay too. Um, awesome. But you said it being a good person, like being, 
mm-hmm. good, which then comes back around to your belief in something greater. Like you wouldn't go against that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number three, mm-hmm. relationships. These are the toughest ones. Um, mm-hmm. So and it, it's anything. I, mean, I have a relationship with you. I have a relationship with my clients in here. I have a relationship with a crossing guard, you, you know, with my neighbors, with my family, and then uh, intimate relationships, however you, you go about that. Um, yeah. So yep. it's every interaction you have with everybody, that's what we need to to inventory. Um, and it's a lot easier and tougher to uh, kind of control how much somebody affects us, how much somebody doesn't. Um, yep. I used to have like a thousand acquaintances right now. And I was just exhausted all the time. And it's like, and I, I've dated people who had thousands of friends and I'm like, really, are they just, but mm-hmm. you'd see, how many of them would be there for that person or how many when they needed it or how many, and they would just string them so thin to try to spread themselves out and be social and connected to all of them. What, what are you getting from that? Was my Mm -hmm. question to myself and then to this person or, or these people, you know, who's, and I feel like some of them are the ones that make you maybe the most upset in if they, they put you against the mirror, they make you kind of look at yourself. You know what I mean? Those are, not just these fluffy relationships that are always, you know, fluffing mm-hmm. you up and making mm-hmm. you feel good about yourself. But the one, exactly the ones that yeah. are like, Whoa, you yeah. just challenged me. I want to punch you in the face or run. <laughs> right. You're somebody I got to keep around. Like this is, this is well, very interesting. Yeah. Or maybe it's somebody that, you know, shows you something about yourself that you need to maybe um, take a look at. And then maybe you don't need to keep them around. Thank you. You've done your job. Our work together is done. I never want to see you again. But thank you for being in my life for and, and showing me, you know, what I needed to work on. Not not everybody is a is a lifetime, you know, assignment. Some people are there in your in, in your life for uh, you know, for a day, for a season, for, you know, for a marriage and then for a divorce, you know, I mean, there's just some people that are going to be in your life forever. And some people that are only going to be there for a moment in time. And everybody I feel like brings a gift to you, whether you recognize it or not. And you do the same for other people. So we get to have the joy of the ones that are easy and fun. And then we get to have the, uh, we get to have the, the, opportunities with the ones that are tough and uncomfortable. And I, I love that you said that um, because any interaction that I'll have with somebody difficult or not mundane or not, I'm always, I'll, I typically go to this unless I'm distracted with something else. It's what am I supposed to learn from this? You know, yep. what, what did they just teach me right there? Like, wow, what an awkward phone call. Mm-hmm. Or, huh. I just saw that person totally help that other person. And I saw that, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like I really, yeah. cause there's no, there's no random, there's no coincidences in my opinion, because of my, my eight that we've gone over so far, right, like everything right. <laughs> interconnected, you know what I yeah. mean? So I'm yeah. just like, okay, what am I supposed, I saw that for a reason. What am I learning from that? Like, what am I going to get from that interaction, that relationship? Um, but you said it, 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 it yeah. doesn't necessarily always have to be the, the easy ones, right? Right, like, right. Those are the ones we learn. We can always curse our parents like, oh, my parents curse me. Now I'm going to be a broken child. And mm-hmm. dude, yeah. nobody's yeah. cursed. Stop it right now. You know, yeah. we've all had bad coaches. We've all had bad 
Yeah. But you learn about yourself during those bad just as much as you learn from the people who were wise, who affected you a different way. Yeah. If you're willing to, if you're willing to know what, how can I use this to benefit myself, to learn, to grow, to help others, you know, to be of service, how can I use this in a way that is good and not in a way that makes me, you know, a victim or makes me negative and, uh, you know, just a, just a nasty human being to be around. (laughs) Take your choice, you know, your take your pick and yeah, either use it or it's going to use you when it's, when it's a negative thing. Let me see what you think about this. So I ran this by one of my clients and this is interesting how he brought this up. Um, he, he was going over, he was doing an inventory of the eight and he was in his relationships and his relationship with his dad, uh, 50 year old man, you know, he, 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 this guy is a 50 year old man. His dad's like 75. And he's like, so what, I'm just supposed to cut my dad out. Like that's what he looked at it as. And it's like, oh. well, no, you know, not necessarily like, well, but don't you think family is the toughest mm-hmm. Yeah, or can be right? Like they know sure. our buttons or they, they know our, maybe our oh. deepest innermost sides oh. of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Family's complicated. I mean, right. Definitely. And I... then, <laughs> and then it was something where it's like, well, mm, not necessarily. We always feel, and I've gotten this and my sister and I have had these long conversations where we always kind of suffer more because it's family and we're supposed to put up with it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, well, because mm. it's family, I'm supposed to allow them to talk to me like that. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Like yeah, there's, there's yeah. some people who've been like, well, she can talk to me because it's, it's my family. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, I don't, I don't really know if that's, yeah, they don't get a hall pass, right? Right, right. Yeah, no, I I think that, you know, depending on, I think it depends on how woke you are, Dr. Tommy. Right, right, right. If you're you're like a super woke, enlightened master and you just can, are are so up there that you can just let shit go in one ear and out the other. And and you have got like, you've got like the super highest spiritual perspective on everything. Maybe that can work for you because you know that they know not what they do. Right. But sure. But there are probably only a handful of truly woke right. people on the planet. Right. <laughs> and if you, if you're going around saying you are or thinking you are, you probably aren't. I mean, you know, you might, you might be no more than you did yesterday and you might have learned more and you might be a little, you might be more enlightened and it's not to, right. you know, it's not to crap all over people that are, that are getting there. Um, I've, but I, I mean, I've been working on it for a long time and I, I anticipate I'm going to be working on it until I die. Um, exactly. you know, uh, again, it comes back to kind of being humble and it's like the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know, uh, so I think when it comes to family, unless you're that person, um, yeah, you might want to have some boundaries. Um, you know, right. that's, the, and we could get into another entire podcast about that, but boundaries and how you want to be treated and what's reasonable and, and what, when, when you have to give somebody a pass, you know, that's like, yep. you really have to be discerning about, about what, what's going on in the circumstances. 
And I love that you said that boundaries, because I think the majority feel that boundaries are not there or not to be placed with family. And as including me, like I I was allowing more to happen. I'm like, and my, my cousin or my sister was like, no, you don't have to put up with that. I was like, wait, Mm -hmm. huh? And then, you you know, I was going into and thinking about this. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And then same with this gentleman. He's just like, well, it's my dad. You know, what do do I cut it? He went like from one extreme to the other. Right. Yeah. Totally allowing him or cutting everything off. No. Right. No, you don't have to go to the other extreme. And honestly, right. you know, if somebody's behaving badly and, the, and you know, it's a patterned right. way of being and they're behaving badly right. toward you, you you also don't do that person any favors by letting them continue to behave that way without saying, hey, you know what? Um, right. Can I tell you something? <laughs> here's here's how I'm feeling about this. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, again, it's it's your choice. You can decide if you want to have boundaries or you can decide if you want to be treated like a doormat. Um, but, you know, you'll know what's right for you by the way you feel. Your feelings will tell you. I love it. I love that you just said that. Yeah. Your emotions will tell you. They speak loud. Should we move Number on to four? Yeah. Number four, <laughs> take a breath. Do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so four I have as sleep and naps. I throw naps in there cause I'm a, I'm a big advocate for, for, I like the seven to 19 minute naps, but sleep is something that like, I feel gets a, it gets put on the back burner and yeah. I'll even leave social events because I respect it so much. And they're like, where are you going? I'm like, going to sleep. And mm-hmm. they're like, wait, what? Not obviously if it's a special occasion, I'm not going to be this guy, but like, no, yeah, I'm going to sleep. I respect sleep just yeah. as if I was going to the bathroom or I was going to support some other part of the, the inventory yeah. we're taking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sleep, 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 is, sleep is important. It's huge. It, huge. It's, it's so underrated. And I did a whole podcast on this a couple of weeks ago about, about the importance of sleep. And so I, I agree with you. And I think for a lot of people, um, I'm not a napper. I never have been, but yeah. a lot of people are, and a lot of people need to do that. That's just their, you know, their, their deal, their body chemistry, their lifestyle, whatever it is, they need a nap. And that's cool too. If you know that that works for you, then make sure hey, you got to have time carved out to take care of yourself that way. There were some, uh, I of course have a experiential thing with naps. So back, back mm-hmm. in Chicago, when I was, I was at the facility, um, we'd have clients 5 AM, 5:30 AM. And we go, we go hard from five to about one straight, just client, client, client every hour. Boom, boom, boom. And then we have that little lull in the middle of the day, come back for afternoon athletes from like three 30. And then I'd go to lessons or, or training or rehab or whatever till like nine, nine 30 or 10. And then back the next day, like that was my cycle Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday was totally different. So that midday I'd sometimes crush out these monster naps. And it was like, I started to chart how I felt and started to do a little more research. And I was like, interesting. If I sleep and out in like 90 minutes, I feel fantastic. If I sleep 30 minutes, I feel like crap. If I sleep two hours, I feel like crap. Like, wait a second. So as I understood, and as I was diving more into it, the, the short power nap is like seven to 19 minutes. And I'm going to yeah. explain why I say that, why I say that time. It's mm-hmm. just straight experience. I don't know if somebody wants to go research it or whatever, or it's 90 minutes because of the cycle that we yeah. get with, with REM, right? Like right. it comes every 
90 minutes. Um, so if you have 90 minutes, do it. Well, I started to, I didn't want to do 90 minutes because it was, it, I didn't have that time. You know, right. I wanted to eat or I wanted to do something. So, okay. Well, what I, there's a time where if I have a time for a nap, meaning I could get, if I was coming to pick you up, take you to the airport and I showed up 25 minutes early, you're not ready. I just put the car in park. I could put it back and, and I could, I could be calm enough to shut down. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll fall asleep. My body will shudder and wake me up. Mm-hmm. As soon as that first shudder happens, get up. And what yeah. I noticed in like 12 years, it's between seven and 19 minutes. That's funny. That's funny. I, and, so, you know, and I think I've yeah. always heard the average was like 15. So that's kind of sort of like oh, really? middle there. Right, right. Okay. Like 15 minute cat nap is like, so you're, yeah, you kind of got it. It's like, like sandwiched nine, in between there. And then I'd ignore that and I'd wake up and, and I'd go back to sleep and you wake up and your hands are, are sore and you can't like move. And it's like, what is wrong <laughs> with me? Oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, stop. But that'll be it. I'm like when you first shudder, body's waking you up, get up, go. And it's it's not always it, an easy transition. So anyway, that's yeah, where yeah. one of my longtime clients, the mother of four, and she loves sticking me. She's like, <laughs> once you have kids, and I'm like, I know, I know, Jackie, I'm so sorry, but you have <laughs> seven minutes. You have you know, you yeah. Have, Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't it's know. whatever. It's however you fit it. Right. Right. It's how you're wired. It's just how you're <laughs> wired. It. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah. And, and yeah. there's a lot that uh, can affect that too. You know, if you're somebody that's, um, feels like you need a nap because you're eating a crappy lunch, you know, that's a different scenario. Totally. Uh, you know, so that's a whole other, uh, chat too. But, but anyway, um, the importance of sleep cannot be underrated. It is mm-hmm. people. I, I agree that have, um, irregular sleep patterns patterns don't sleep well, um, that is, uh, that can host a whole bunch of a whole domino effect, I guess, of other oh, yeah. problems. So pay attention to your sleep. Good one. 100%, 100%. Did we, did we skip breath or is that the next no, one? No, that's five, five. Okay. Next one. Yeah. So okay. breath, breath, meditation, and prayer. I'm a huge advocate of meditation. We chatted about that. Um, mm-hmm. and then some other people pray, you know, again, yep. kind of, kind of depends on how, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're doing based on your one, two, three, and four anyway. Um, but I, so here's my meditation schedule. Just me personally, first thing in the morning, I make my coffee shower, do my stuff, and then I'll go down to the ocean side. Um, I'm, I'm in Encinitas, so I'm, I'm pretty close to the beach and I, I will sit and I will get into it. Um, this is every morning. If it's inclement weather, I have a room in my house. I put on um, this Native American flute. It's like mm-hmm. the the wind flute, right? The the wooden mm-hmm. flute, and it is like an owl, uh, a wolf howling. I light some sage or Palo Santo. I just have a routine. So there's a smell, there's a sight, there's a feel, there's a sound. There's a lot of sensation coming in. The body's like, okay, well, that's right, we're going deep on this. And mm-hmm. I've been doing it since November 2014, and it is hands down one of the most profound things I've added to the eight essentials personally that I could possibly think of. Like, this is just so huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel, I feel we're trying to make it popular. Like it sounds very California meditation, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're so sympathetic, dominant and cranking and scheduled and overscheduled and just burning that I just don't think there's any room for anybody to not try to add prayer 
or meditation in somewhere in their in their yeah. daily. Yeah, I I think so too. And I I think um, for people that, you know, prayer isn't their thing. And for people that Mm -hmm. say, I tried meditating, I can't do it, I can't make my mind stop, you know, all of the the usual things. um, Then you know what, um, what's really important about this is, is not that you're able to, you know, meditate like a Zen monk. Um, and if prayer is not your thing, that's cool too. But then back to taking this back to your thing about breathing, then sit and just breathe and just, you know, see how many different ways you can inhale and exhale and how long you can, you know, inhale and exhale and just sit and contemplate some things that are, soft and easy. It's that, it's that quiet grounding time in that, that stillness that I think is so important, especially if you can start your day with it, if there's any way in your schedule that a person can start their day with that. But if you can't start it, you know, and you can sneak away and get five, 10, 15, 20 minutes in somewhere, really it's the quality of the time and I'm a meditator too. I I meditate and I pray and I contemplate. It just depends on where I'm at. And I have a morning practice too. I'm so lucky that uh, my my husband gets up before me um, all the time. So then he lets me sleep a little and he brings me coffee in bed, which is just awesome. Yeah, he's... He's so good to me. So he brings me coffee in bed and then he leaves me because he knows I like to have my my time in the morning to do my whatever, you know, my reading or my praying or my mm-hmm. meditating, whatever I'm going to do. And it um, it sets the tone for the day for me. And so I, I highly recommend it, too. And sometimes, though, yeah, like I said, it's just uh, if I can't get my mind to shut down, like maybe I didn't start trying to meditate until after I had, you know, a cup of my amazing coffee and now my brain's going a million miles a minute. So right, I might right. not be able to meditate, but I can breathe and I can focus right. on my breath. And that works, too. I will say um, when I first started out, I liked guided ones. You mm-hmm. know, I liked somebody kind of keeping me on path. I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm like, I, I don't even know what this is. So, like, let me just see. And I tried every guided one and there aren't right or wrong ones. You're just experiencing the whole thing. And so I found a bunch of clarity with some of the guided ones. Mm-hmm. And then my best, and I don't know, I don't want to say my best because it's best to me. Right. But when things after the meditation or when clarity happens after a meditation or something opens up after the best meditations I had were the ones where I felt like I was, I did it wrong. And I hear that a lot where people are like, I, I don't know how I'm doing it wrong. I'm not good at it, nor mm-hmm. am I. And, and that's where I find where I find my brain going to something, going to an appointment forward or going to the fact that I feel like my wallet's in my pocket or, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're just very like, Oh, distracted, Mm -hmm. but then coming back to breath and those distractions coming back, distraction coming back. I feel like that's like a repetition in exercise or that it is like part of the conditioning, right? No, absolutely. And that's what I think is, um, some people are, they think that there's a different, um, reason and there's a different, um, 
outcome or goal that they're looking for. But for me, I think a lot of it is with the practice, you're um, exercising, you're, you're strengthening, strengthening that, that mental musculature. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are learning to manage where your mind is racing to, because otherwise it's always racing off in a million different directions, right? It's like, it's like errant children just running all over the place. And and most of it's useless places that don't serve you. So totally right. Right. So, um, so it's really practicing managing your mind. That's the biggest part. I feel like the consistency of it, right? Like even if you don't, that wasn't a good one, but it doesn't matter. You just experienced it again and again and again and again and again. Don't get caught up. No expectation, no anything. I have some really cool stories, you know, and everyone's like, I didn't have a story like you did. Stop. <laughs> You're comparing, you know, like no comparison to any of this. You're not competing with anybody. It's just you. It's just it's okay. You. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the practice of it is so that then when you are actually going out and experiencing your five senses as a human, you can manage yourself. To me, it bleeds over into how you conduct yourself in life. So the more you practice minding your mind, mastering your, th- your, your mind and managing your emotions and managing your breathing, the more you are able to manage yourself in the world. I love it. Yeah. So that's how that relates as far as, you know, the way I look at it and, right. and, and managing yourself well in the world is, um, is a healthy way to be experiencing life. So it still comes back to your health. I thought it was cool. Something to add. One of my clients, when I first, the, the, the reason I got into it, um, woman, I was checking, she had tennis elbow and I was seeing her as, as a chiropractor and then trainer and nutrition, like all of it, kind of like what I'm doing in my practice right now. Well, she got to the point pain-free after three months, which is fairly simple. That's kind of the physical injury part is kind of easy. Now it's, it's maintaining that and then getting into some deeper stuff. Well, at the five month mark, I was checking her spine for interference. As a chiropractor, she needed an adjustment kind of off and on regularly for five months. Then all of a sudden she started to become clear. That's the point is you want to get to where you don't need an adjustment. You don't need help mm-hmm. from the outside. You're, you're mm-hmm. there. Like you're yeah. clear girl. High five. And so I went Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a month. She, she trained with me and moved with me and we, we facilitated stuff there, but, and nutrition and everything else, but she was clear. She was clear. And there were days she's like, are you sure? Cause she wanted me to do stuff to her. And I'm like, I'm not touching you. It's like drilling on a tooth with no cavity. I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. And she goes like, cause just cause I, I'm not, that's not my job. My job is to find reasons not to adjust you, not just to adjust you. Um, and that's pure chiropractic. So finally, it was about a month after being clear, she comes in one Monday morning, I'll never forget this, and she needs three segments adjusted per my analysis. And I'm like, wait a second, something's off here. What just happened? I just saw you Friday. Mm-hmm. Today, you are so off. Everything's up. What, what the hell? So I, I start asking physical, chemical, or emotional stress questions to keep mm-hmm. it simple. Physical, any falls, any extra tennis, any, any accidents. Or did you try something new, a boot camp of some kind or something? Nope, nothing. Okay, chemical, drugs, recreational, pharmaceutical, nutrition, alcohol, anything new? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I had to kind of like lay low. 
emotional. Now we're starting to get into the relationship question, right? Mm -hmm. And I asked her, and she's got sons, she's got friends, she's got just like every human interacting with other humans. She said, uh, everything's kind of cool, but my husband and I, we got in this horrible fight on Saturday. This was Monday morning on Saturday. And it was the first time divorce really, really became a possible reality. And it was oh. brought up. And that was a bomb. That was a, yeah. that was a emotional thought created feelings. And it changed her physiology so much that it shifted back segments. And I'm like, holy crap. So I'm going through this for the first time with her. And I'm first time in practice as a chiro. I've been rehab specialist for like 12 years prior to this, but as a chiropractor, I'm licensed. And this is one of my first aha moments. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And she's like, well, what? I'm like, well, let me adjust you, help you get back on your way. But she's like, well, how do I prevent this from happening? And I'm like, I don't have any idea. And I was admitting to her. I'm like, I don't know. Like, this mm -hmm. is so great for me. So I start diving into how do we deal with our subconscious and, and some of the emotional stuff. And as I went down that rabbit hole, hypnosis and meditation were the two that kept coming up. Mm. And I was like, well, hypnosis means I need to tap into the professional help from somebody. Or I like meditation because I'm trying to facilitate empowering self-healing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go down this meditation road. I'm going to research a little bit. I'm going to do it. And so I, I went through one with her. I showed her what I was doing. I was kind of training in it brand new. I had no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like sharing my experiences with it. And it was kind of cool because she's like, wow, this is what I did. Or this is what happened with me when I was breathing. Well, then what happened was she fell so in love with it. She started to take her sons through it. And her youngest would request it at night. Mom, can you meditate with me before we go to bed? Wow. He's nine. Nine. Nice. It's exactly. So I got goosebumps because I'm like, oh my gosh, because I saw the bigger picture mm -hmm. of how much we could affect from bringing in breath, meditation, and prayer, right? In our youth. Right. Oh right. my God. And you get them tapped into what it feels like to connect with breath. Then that's a habit that they won't break moving forward that we'll always need, right? As yeah. a teenager, as a yes. whatever they end up doing. How great was that? Oh, and that, that was, is great right. what a great story it's amazing <laughs> but it, it, yeah and just to pointing out again how um much our emotional state affects our physical state i mean oh, totally. there's 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 not a disconnect there it's it's all it's all intertwined that's a really good story what's our next what do one? we got what do number, we got we've got oh, sun, outdoors outdoors yeah. sun exposure natural light so huge fan of the sun mm -hmm. um I know that if you put a plant in a closet, you water it, talk to it, and be nice to it, change the soil, it's going to die because it doesn't have the sun. Like the sun is, is, is yeah. it. It is yeah. the light of lights. And it, it is so nourishing to ourselves. It is what laser therapy is based off of. It is light therapy. Like the sun has every, has every wavelength possible. Like it is why we are who we are right now. So if we can expose over 80% of our skin to natural sunlight, if the sun's out now everybody kind of complains because we came from Chicago and they're like, we don't get the sun. And I'm like, I know, but it's still above the clouds and it's <laughs> yeah. still coming through. Yeah. Um, but it's gotta be outside. Don't you yeah. think like I've had people be like, well, I was sitting in front of the window and maybe in a pinch, but we got to yeah. go on the other side of the window. Yeah, no, I think so too. Um, I just don't know that there's 
anything as far as the the natural resources that we have, like, you know, fresh air and sun, that's better for you health wise. Uh, You know, sitting on inside and getting the sun through the window, that's plan B. And sometimes you got to go to plan B. But plan A, definitely, if you can even just get out there for 15 or 20 minutes, if that's all you can do. But I am a big believer in sun. I don't believe in sunscreen uh, unless you have skin issues or you're going to be out in the sun for, you know, like an entire day. You know, it's different. For for if I'm going to go out um, and ride on, you know, if we're going on the road motorcycle ride for hours and hours and hours, I'll coat some sunscreen on. But for the most part, I just, no, I think uh, I think we're designed to be able to tolerate a certain amount of sun. <laughs> I, I, I don't question that. I think we are. And, I, it, you know, all of us maybe to a little bit of a different degree. So, you know, yeah. use your head and manage yourself. But for the most part, I do think that, yeah, you got to get out and you got to get some sun. Definitely. It's good for health. I've had, I've had people um, who have I've been a, become a, a big supporter of this. Um, the reason I moved out here was was nature it was it was natural um reasons but um they're like what about or or people were dming me and we're like oh i love the the whole thing you're talking about natural light or aaron chang is an artist local artist in san diego and he shoots natural uh like wave wave or sun sunsets stuff like that and Mm -hmm. hospitals are uh uh hospitals are contracting him to bring in his art to their floors, almost like bringing nature in from the outside. Now, if that mm. doesn't show you kind of, mm-hmm. that should be one of the healthier places on the planet is a hospital, right? Or, or trying <laughs> to invoke health and it doesn't really, we're kind yeah. of missing that mark, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. fine. But I hear about these, these efforts and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Now, if they just like knock down the walls or open the roof or right. change their food or, you know, and, yeah. but they used to, the Spanish flu, they did outdoor therapy. They brought everybody outside on these beds and they let sunlight hit them. And it was like this radical effect that they had that I had people DMing me. Like I brought my mother out. She's got Alzheimer's or I wheeled. They would wheel out patients just to experience mm-hmm. the light. And you're not telling them to expose, you know, and breathe. Right. They're just being in it, just being yeah. in it. Just, just put the plant outside, but we are yeah. the plant, you know? <laughs> I love that. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I, I think that sunshine is the best, one of the very best things, probably at the top of the list that we can do for our health. I mean, and yeah, if it's not sunny, it's still there. Go outside. It'll come through the clouds. It'll, it'll, it'll reach you. Don't worry, people. It'll get to you. You, you know, it's cool. I, um, I was visiting my sister and brother-in-law. My, my brother-in-law used to play football in the NFL. Every offseason, they would take a vacation. They would go to San Diego. This is when we were all in Chicago. And where did they go? Randomly is where they would go to Moonlight Beach and Encinitas, which is now where I live, which is crazy because it all randomly ended up that way. And my <laughs> sister now to this day is livid. She's like, I can't ask and believe you live in Moonlight Beach and we used to vacation there. We're st-. I'm like, okay, yeah. change it. <laughs> like, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but at the time, I'll never forget it. We were at Moonlight Beach and there's this little slope of sand. And I saw this guy, the sunset was happening and this guy came and he had, he was business wear, right? He had a suit, suit jacket was off, tie was loosened, socks and shoes were off. His pants were rolled up. He was just sitting on the hill, mm. just sitting on the hill, staring at the sun. I'll never forget his, 
just his body language and how, I don't know if he was married, if he was going home to his family or what, but he just looked like I am here to do this for me. I'm like planting myself into this hill and I'm going to stare out at this, this event mm-hmm. that literally, Lori, I've literally seen husbands and wives murderously arguing at each other, kids mm-hmm. bickering, somebody complaining on the phone about something like the worst parts of humanity, right? Like just just awful. And then as soon as that sun starts to set, everybody shuts up, turns unprovoked, turns and looks like there's, there's no like director or is there a director, right? If we got (laughs) right. (laughs) Right or is there? Hey, check me out. You know, Hey, everybody shut up and focus right here. Look at the light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Everyone goes into like this calm, everybody. It's like the greatest show on the planet is sunrise or sunset. And that's why I have so many salt lamps in my office. And they say the best lighting, I have salt lamps in my apartment. That's all that lights my house. And then all that lights my office are salt lamps. They're like, why? I'm like, cause the healthiest light sunrise, sunset next healthiest is flame, but we can't have flame because this isn't like castle. Although I would love it to have just like right. a lantern or candles. Like it's so cool in the movies. It's just not possible. It's risky though. Um, <laughs> exactly risky. right. Like what kind of insurance would I have for that one? Um, but so but, I have like salt lamps and why? Cause it's that same glow, right? It's that orange, yellow, uh-huh. red hue that comes from, and I go across the street. I live, I live in Encinitas and right across the street is the overlook. And it, everybody goes as if it's, you know, it, it's like yeah. visiting their old grandma. They got to go say, say goodnight right. to grandmother before go. we go to bed. You know, everybody yeah. comes out. Go pay it's homage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I Beautiful. just get so excited because it taps back into one, two, three. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. all kind of tie in, right? Sure. And the part that I just get, I almost get goosebumps when I'm sitting staring at the sunset. It, it's insane. Mm-hmm. No, I um, get it. I get it. We're the oh. same way. Got to uh, same with well, the natural moon. light. Yep. That Na- oh, moon is yeah. sick and it's full. It's coming up full tonight, right? Or, or yeah. Soon here? Was, yeah, I think so. It was, it looked like it was almost completely full last night. It was so bright and beautiful, oh. but yes, sunshine, nature. Okay. So all good for health. We got, got two. It. natural light. Now the last two, the last two nutrition and movement. So nutrition, you've got it. You've got an ebook out. I'm not a big diet like follower as far as specific diet, but there's principles, right? I just believe there's principles. And if we nourish ourselves, the principles are laws. I love just, just real food from local farms, homemade. I I, I don't know what the the ratios are going to be. I don't know what your digestion is going to allow. I just know buying from a local farm, connecting to things grown in really good soil, animals treated humanely, connecting with people, I, I do love the homemade sense because I, I love knowing that I made that bite. Right. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know yeah. what spice went in. I know what, and I feel like there's some sort of energetic exchange with that. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I think so too. Um, we, we are big on cooking at home. We cook here. Uh, we rarely eat out, um, especially in Cody, Wyoming, cause there's not that many choices anyway. Um, right, right. So, you know, but, um, but yeah, nourishing yourself is, uh, I mean, that's a no brainer. Everybody knows that whether or not they're doing, um, their best with it is another question, but everyone kind of knows that what they need to do now, whether or not they're doing the right things, that's a whole other sure. thing because some people sure. don't know what the right things are. They think they're doing the right things and they're not. But but right. clearly, you know, the more that you can um, give your body what it needs because it's a, it's a self-healing organism. And so when you nourish it properly and you don't pollute it with toxic uh, substances, it will take care of you. It will take care of itself. It's just that cool. It, it, it came with the ability to heal itself. So yes, nourish yourself well and your body will really do what it's designed to do without you having to do a whole lot. Wow. We covered a lot of ground there, everybody. You should be like well-equipped to, uh, to up-level your health after that conversation. As always, Dr. Tommy has delivered just some some amazing tips and advice to help you stay healthy. I just love talking to him. We always get a lot of really great stuff coming coming out for you. Um, you know, and a lot of them you've probably heard before, but are you putting them all into practice? I mean, knowing is just not good enough, right? You have to do it and you have to do it consistently. So take it and run with it. And also, um, Dr. Tommy was with us on episodes 73 and 77 with tons of great stuff. So if you miss those, make sure you, uh, go back and check them out. If you would like some guidance, making some healthy shifts in your diet, please do yourself a favor. Check out my food print plan. You'll find it on my website, lauriebischoff.com. The food print plan helps you create your personal blueprint of a healthier eating lifestyle helps you know what to do and why to do it. It contains some of the tools that I use with my private clients and some cool templates to help you build and streamline a plan. And like I said in the beginning of the show, this ebook sells for 20 bucks on my website, but I am going to make it a gift to you in exchange for your review. All you have to do is send me a screenshot of your review once you've posted it on iTunes and I will happily email you your copy. And if managing your aging process well is important to you, be sure to grab a free download on the subject while you're there on the website. It's as easy as clicking a button and boom, instant great info at your fingertips. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't keep all of this great info to yourselves. Make sure to share the link with your friends. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy and go make some epic shift happen in your life. You too, Gary B. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.